1: Back to Legends Live as presented by the National Basketball Retired Players Association, the home of all our NBA and WNBA legends. Now, what you just saw is the promo video for a brand new Legends Care program that the NBRPA announced just today. The Legends HBCU Scholarship for Undergrads Attending HBCU Historically Black College and Universities across the country. Now, you can find out more about that at legendsofbasketball.com slash HBCU. Again, legendsofbasketball.com. You can see it there, slash HBCU. I'd also like to remind our viewers, you can submit questions during the show that we will answer before we wrap up. And without any further ado, I'd like to welcome in today's guest. We have former Oklahoma State Cowboy. He's a former All-Star, as well as a Sixth Man of the Year award winner with the New York Knicks. We've got John Starks with us. John, I'm good. How are you? Thank you for joining us, man.
0: You're welcome.
1: First things first, how are, how are you doing? I see you. Uh, just got off the links, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. How how are you?
0: I'm doing great. No complaints.
1: I hear you now. You're again, just, yeah, <laughs> you're staying busy.
0: Oh, no, trying to.
1: <laughs> now, I get. We saw you just got off the links. We talked a little bit beforehand. How, how'd you shoot? Be honest.
0: Uh, I shot 87 today. Uh, the okay. The course was a little, little wet today, and okay. plus I didn't have my best game, but I won some money, so that's a okay. good thing.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> always a good yeah, That's a good round. You, anytime you come out up, it feels See, like a good go. round. There you go. Now, what was it, a tournament, or are you just playing no, with the guys? No, or?
0: Yeah, playing with one of my buddies. He gotcha. is, uh, he's a remember out here at Baltimore Stroll, uh, Country Club out here in Jersey, and so he invited me to come out and play.
1: Gotcha. Now, you play often? Like, is that something you picked up post NBA or are
0: you lifelong uh, well, golfer? I was playing during uh while while I was playing. Uh, I okay. picked it up back in '94 and uh just got hooked on the game and been playing ever since.
1: Now, who are I feel like I have to ask who are some of the best ball playing golfers you play with?
0: Well, Ray Allen is the best, really. In my book, yeah, okay, yeah, he's very good, you know, he's. Ray is probably like a plus two or something like that. So well, He's you know, taking
1: the money when he's out yeah, there.
0: Yeah, he's taking all the money. He's <laughs> taking all the money. Then, you know, you got Steph out there mm-hmm. that's very good. He grew up playing golf. Uh, his father, Dale, uh, got him started early. Uh, I didn't realize that he played on the golf team when he was in high school. So Oh, yeah. You know, he's, he's a very good golfer. Uh, then you got a few more guys out there that, that can really uh, stripe the ball, too.
1: Okay, now, who are the worst? You can you can say names. Well, uh, Barkley is definitely the worst. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> that's, that's been documented. He's the worst. Yeah. That, <laughs> uh, you know, I can't kill nobody. I don't want to kill nobody because that, that may bring bad luck on me. So I'll leave fair. it at that. <laughs>
1: that's fair. That's fair. As I mentioned, uh, you went to Oklahoma State. They just lost a tough one to to Oregon State in the tournament. How are you holding up? Are you Are you doing all right?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I was excited uh, for the program uh, to really uh, see Kay Cunningham and, mm-hmm. and his uh, maturation out there this year and and how he played this year. Uh, it was good to see that the program is back uh, in uh, good standings, I, I, I like to say, uh, and really uh, shining a lot of light on uh, on the Cowboys. Uh, I thought uh, Coach Bornton did a great job this year. Uh, You know, it's been a tough season for, you know, pretty much every college program, you know, obviously during the uh, pandemic and uh, to be able to, you know, ride that out and to be able to uh, have a successful season in the Big 12 and go on to the uh, to the, uh, you know, NCAAs and -hmm. and play as well as they play. You know, it's it's just great to see, you know, Mm -hmm. that the program is back.
1: Definitely. Uh, you mentioned Cade Cunningham. What What were your thoughts on just his his freshman season? Had a, had a great year.
0: No, I thought I thought it was fantastic. You know, he, he's a young man uh, that could have went anywhere, uh, but he mm. chose Oklahoma State to come to, and that's in due part to uh, Coach Bornton and being mm. the type of uh, coach he is and the recruiter that that he is uh, and the program uh, that's there at Oklahoma State. And you know, very talented team. They have some very Young, young players that, you know, really showed up this year and played very well. And to be able to drop him in the mix and, and for him to come out and to play the way he played uh, was fantastic. And so uh, I'm excited uh, for him. Uh, obviously, he's he's a lottery pick, if not the first mm-hmm. pick in the draft. Uh, so that's going to be, you know, shine a lot of light on the program that Coach Bornton is getting these type of players.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned, you know, he'll probably be, a you know, a top pick. You had a different route. You know, you went JUCO to Oklahoma State, then went undrafted and ended up signing in the league. I'm curious, like, what did that process look like for you? Because, like, now, you know, it's the Combine, G League. I feel like it's a lot more way for guys to get their tape out there. So, what, what did that process look like for you?
0: Uh, it, it was a little difficult. Uh, mm. But I, I I caught a break, to be honest with you. Uh, because when I went to Oklahoma State, I only had one year of eligibility because I screwed up my first couple of years in junior college. And once you start, you know, the clock started ticking right. uh, at that time. And so uh, when I was offered a scholarship to come play at Oklahoma State by uh, Coach uh, Leonard Hamilton, mm-hmm. who was the coach at uh, Florida State, Florida State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I jumped at the opportunity because I knew that this is a big-time program and, you know, that they was going to be playing on TV. So this is a way for me to – really make my mark and, and get looked at. And it worked out, you know, mm-hmm. because I was playing in the Big 12 and Coach uh, Larry Brown, who was the coach at Kansas at the time, uh, you know, liked what he saw in me. And uh, he mentioned that to uh, Coach uh, mm-hmm. Coach Seth, who's the coach mm-hmm. now, who was my assistant coach, who's the oh, coach wow. now in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of funny how things work out is that uh, I was getting ready to go after my – that year at Oklahoma State, I wasn't going to turn pro. I was getting ready to go sign at a NAI NAIA school in uh, Grand Canyon, uh, who was coached by uh, you know, the great uh guard uh, Paul West uh Westfall. Mm-hmm. And it so happens I was getting ready to sign with him. He ended up taking a assistant coach uh assistant coaching job at Phoenix. And so okay. I said I wasn't going there. And then Coach Brown so happened to take after they won the national championship with Kansas, he so happened to take the San Antonio job. And so I called Coach Self and tell, told Coach Self to tell Coach Brown I'm coming out. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he said that he couldn't draft me uh, because they already had their draft pick in order, which right. they took uh, Vernon Maxwell, but I could come into camp. And so that's how I got started in the NBA. He brought me in, had a terrific uh, – rookie free agent camp and got picked up by Golden State.
1: Hmm. Now, yeah, you signed with Golden State, eventually ended up with the Knicks. I, I read something. I, I wonder if you can confirm this for me, that in an early practice with the Knicks, you you tried to go at Patrick Ewing and it didn't yeah. end up so well. Is that, is that true?
0: Yeah, well, it, it actually was the last day of uh, of them deciding if they're going to keep me or not.
1: Oh, okay. So what, what happened there? Great,
0: well, I had a great veteran camp you know I, I played very well and i felt like i was going to make the team but you know when you in the nba is all about the numbers right and it was a numbers game and and so i felt like i had to come in to that last practice and really impress the coaches that i wanted to be here so i came in with the attitude if it was a playoff game that's okay. how focused i was and i wasn't missing a shot or anything and i can remember i stole the ball and and Patrick was coming down on my left left side, and I like, okay, this is my chance to, like, really impress them. And I went up to go dunk on him. I forgot he was seven foot, could jump at the time. Yeah. And uh, he ended up catching my dunk. I came down, <laughs> twist my knee, and uh, I had thought I had tore it up very bad. Mm. And he did, too. He felt bad. You know, he kept asking me, was you all right? You all right? You all right? It wasn't. It was just, like, I guess it was luck in a yeah. sense because they had to put me on IR. And when they put you on injury reserve, uh, they could they couldn't cut you at the time, so it mm. gave me a chance to stick around. Right, and uh, eventually I came off of uh, IRR and uh, end up, you know, coming in and and playing very well. And the rest was history after that.
1: Okay, so that, it it was a turned out to be a blessing in disguise that you tried to, yeah, he, to go over he, Patrick. Patrick.
0: Yeah, the big fella I always say he was my uh, saving grace.
1: <laughs> Definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, uh, you're doing some work now with the Knicks. Is that correct? Yes. What, what's your role look like there?
0: Uh, I'm alumni relations. And okay. so what that entail is that I'm kind of like the face of the organization in the community. Okay. And so I deal with uh, a lot of our sponsors, our key sponsors. I do uh, in-game appearances along with myself and Larry Johnson, I should hmm. say. Uh, we do the same role. And I go out and do a lot of public speakings at school. I uh, may go to uh, companies, uh, just, you know, anything community based. Uh, me, myself and Larry, uh, you know, pretty much out there for the organization.
1: Hmm. I was going to say it turned out to be a blessing. I was going to say that wasn't you that was keeping Patrick out of the garden a couple of weeks ago try, trying to get back at him, was
0: it? No, that wasn't me. Um, <laughs> okay. no, I told him next time call me, I can get him in there.
1: And You, uh, <laughs> you walk him in yourself.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: Now at the time playing with Patrick, did you ever, like, did you ever see coach Patrick Ewing? Like, did you ever think he'd become this, you know, conference championship winning now head coach? Did you ever see that?
0: Uh, not really. Mm. Uh, I didn't know that he wanted to go into coaching. Uh, but I knew that, you know, during the summer, he always worked out with Alonzo and worked out with, uh, Dikembe Mm. and all the other big guys, uh, uh, Harrington, mm-hmm. a lot of the centers and stuff. So he was doing a little bit of that, right. you know, while he was playing. Uh, but I didn't realize that he had the passion for it. I knew he was a very smart individual mm-hmm. because he pretty much, you know, led everything out there on the court from the offense to the defense. So, but I didn't really knew that, didn't know that he had that zest for coaching because yeah. it takes a different individual to coach. You know, yeah. you have to have a lot of lot of patience. And uh, lot of, I didn't realize at times <laughs> he didn't have a lot of patience with me. So I <laughs> <realized that laughs> You didn't,
1: didn't see that part of him.
0: Yeah, I didn't see that part of him. But, <laughs> you know, it's great to see that he, he's having the success that he had uh, when he was up here as an assistant, as well as what he's doing now with Georgetown. It was an incredible uh, run that he had this year to uh, get into the NCAAs, to go through the Big East. Kind of a la like what uh, Connecticut did, but they didn't mm-hmm. finish up, and Connecticut ended up winning it all that year. Yeah. But uh, it was great to see him get that pro program, Georgetown program, back back on track and really get them back out there in the limelight where they should be. Definitely.
1: Now, you mentioned uh, you know doing some community work with the Knicks. I saw that you established uh, the John Starks Foundation. That was, I think, in the '90s while you're still playing. Correct?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, tell us about that.
0: Yeah, that was back in 1994. Uh, mm. I wanted to give back, uh, and uh, my uh, agent at the time, Lee Steinberg, and he was big on that—that that his players give back to the community. He asked me what I wanted to do, and I said that I want. Thought about it, and I kind of remember what I had to go through coming out of uh, high school because I wasn't you know, a heralded high school player coming out. I didn't wasn't offered a scholarship or anything like that, so I had to go to Traditional route that most uh, college, um, excuse me, most uh, graduating seniors have to go through in high school to, you know, get funding and what have you. Mm. And so I said, you know what? I want to be able to raise money to be able to give back to graduating seniors in the tri-state area as well as in my home town Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, give them opportunity to go and realize their dreams and give them a helping hand. So. I established the John Starks uh, Foundation back in 1994, and we've been doing a tremendous job uh, since then. Been going very strong and and giving out about 15 scholarships a year Mm, at uh, $2,000 a clip, and uh, we continue to help them uh, so long as they continue to meet the grade point average, and uh, while they're going through uh, college, we continue to help them year after year until they finish up, and so We've been very successful uh, with it. Uh, I've seen a lot of guys' foundation come and go uh, Mm -hmm. since that time. But uh, I've been very blessed that I've been having good people, especially Jennifer who who is the uh, director of my foundation, Mm -hmm. been doing a tremendous job of uh, making sure that, you know, we continue to do great fundraisers, continue to get our name out there and continue to make sure that the kids understand that, there are scholarship money out there for you. And so yeah. uh, we're excited that we'll be able to last this long just through the blessing of God that, you know, we have key sponsors that have been sticking with us throughout that that time frame. So uh, we're excited about the future, uh, what the foundation holds.
1: Definitely. Uh, shout out to Jennifer. Shout out to you. Sounds like you're, you're doing a lot of a lot of great work there. I know, know a lot of people are, are definitely thankful for that. Yes. Now I do want to jump back to some of your playing days, like those those old Knicks teams. They were known for we'll call it physical defense. There uh, you go. <laughs> what do you think of the way that like the game is played now? Uh, I guess played slash officiated now concerning defense.
0: Yeah, it's different. You know what I mean? I think the league is promoting more of an offensive style of game. Uh, you look at um, the way the the league is played now; i's more of an outside uh game right. back then we had uh inside outside game where we have post-up players and what have you you don't see no one in the post now you may have a couple of teams that may have a big man that can go down there and post up mm-hmm. all of philadelphia
1: right.
0: uh you know with uh mb mm-hmm. but the most majority of the guys they play a, a spread out offense
1: right.
0: and uh you know i always say that the league will always stay a low post game until someone win a championship shooting jump shots. And lo and behold, Golden State <laughs> end up winning a championship right. with everybody. Like, okay, scratch that. Yeah, let's it's all win.
1: jump shots now.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's go to this wide open. and, and But the, the key to that is that those guys can really stroke it. They're just like yeah. giving them a three-point shot is just like giving a layup. Right, you know what I mean? Back then, you couldn't run and, and, and shoot a three 105 and be accepted that <laughs> right. you're gonna stay out there on the court, right? Coach Wiley would have pulled me out the game as soon as that ball was going in there.
1: Said, now, you, uh, you gotta sit down for
0: that one, yeah. You gotta sit down. you tripping tonight, something <laughs> wrong with you. You gotta sit down. So, but it's it, widely accepted, you know, to be able to shoot threes now, and that's mm. how. People think they have to win ball games, but I always say two points going to win you ball games majority of the time. Right. The three was a the three back then was a, a, a knockout punch. Right. You know what I mean? It was a knockout punch. It's not so much that way anymore. You know what I mean? So guys are just hoisting up shots. Guys that came shoot is shooting three. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So yeah. It's different in that way. It's still a fun game. Yeah. Guys are very athletic. You know what I mean? Uh, they get away with a little bit more of the way they handled the basketball than we hmm. did. Uh, but other than that, you know, it's, it's a fun game to watch. I, I truly enjoy it.
1: Hmm. Now, you were the first player in NBA history to make 200 threes in a season. I, like, was it seen as radical at the time? Like, was that something that, you know, Pat Riley encouraged? Was that just your style of play? Like, how did that, how was, did that come that about?
0: Was, that was my role. That, okay. We had a dominant post player, so I had to wait on him to kick the ball back out.
1: (laughs) So when you get it, put it up.
0: Yeah, so I could put it up. And when I got it, I was putting it up. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I got a lot of good looks at threes because he was getting doubled the majority of the time. So, uh, you know, it gave me opportunity to sit out there and just knock down some shots. Hmm. Uh, Then, yeah, I was credited with, you know, being the first to, to shoot 200 threes and then after that it started to really be a, a weapon out there on the court you know what I mean so uh it was great to, see, you know for me personally I, I never thought about records or anything like that you know I always played just to win the ball game no matter what and but you know it's great to see how the game has evolved and now you're seeing shooting you know being prevalent in the game again you know what I mean? Where yeah. before, again, before they, they was getting away from it, just whatever you can get to the basket. But now, you know, the the full repertoire is out there now. So you see guys starting to work on their jump shots, and you know, a lot of that to do with Steph and Clay and, mm-hmm. and the way Golden State play. And guys know they have to work work on their jump shots. So that's that's great to see.
1: Mm, definitely. Now you're still the uh, Knicks all time leader. And threes made. Are you like mm-hmm. a, a records are made to be broken type guy? Is that are you like a No, nah, I want to hold on to that forever guy? Which, which one are you?
0: No, I, I you know, like I said, I, I don't really care about records. And, okay. uh, you know, because I, I go out and play the game to win. So records are meant to be broken at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Records mm-hmm. are meant to be broken. And, uh, you know, I hope somebody break my record. That means that the organization is doing very well right you know what I mean so that means that this team is doing very well so uh hopefully you know somebody will reach it and break it you know I know that I was the first so (laughs) that's all that matters
1: (laughs) gotcha I feel like while I got you uh before we jump into a few viewer questions gotta ask Uh you about the the dump now like at at what point like did you know that was an all-timer like did you just as soon as the Soon as it cleared up, you got a little space. Did you? Were you thinking like, "Oh yeah, like this is gonna be an all time"?
0: <laughs> no, that's that's just something that just happens during a game. Man. You don't even think about that. You know, at that time we, it was a close battle game, and and it was coming down to the wire. I think we was up by like two or three, and that play happened with like fifty seconds left in the game, and so mm-hmm. that put us up by four or five. I, I forgot the number that we was up by. And uh, I knew that we needed that basket, uh, but I just had to go in strong. I wasn't even yeah. thinking about it at the time. And it's just something that happens. It, it, sometimes those moments just comes about right. and and they become iconic moments. Uh, if that was against Orlando, the Pacers, anybody right. else, right. Reggie really on the back end of that, that play, it's been <laughs> just another play because it was right. in the garden. The number one thing, the world most famous arena, and because it was against Chicago Bulls and and Michael Jordan and Horace Grant who was in the picture, so that's what made it special, and that's and it became the dunk. So that's that's a good thing because when you look it up and you say the dunk, that that's the first thing that comes up
1: right. when you yeah. Google it. Yeah, so. <laughs> in eternity, <laughs> yeah, you you there in eternity. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> now uh, you mentioned Vernon Maxwell earlier. Something I was going to ask you: you played your last couple years in Utah, and yeah. Mad Max—he's had, a, I guess you could say, a beef uh, with the, with the Utah fans in the state of Utah. So I ask you: what was it like going there as a player?
0: I I always tell people: just don't ever say never. Because <laughs> I said <laughs> I'd never play for Utah, and I ended my career there. Right. Uh, but it was, to be honest with you, it was great. You know okay. what I mean. It's a family-oriented city. You know what I mean. And so, not a lot to do. With that you are outdoorsman. Mm. You know, if you like being outdoors, and and it's a a family community up there. And I, I really enjoyed myself. Be honest with you, I had a great mm. time in Utah. You know, it gets a bad rap because it's off the beaten path path, mm. but it, it's a great city. You know, the people are friendly. Uh, so I, I always had a great time there. They rabbit jazz fans because that's the only thing going on in right. Utah. I think they got a soccer team now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, it, 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 it was a fun city. Uh, my kids even skied. I, I would not never got, get on the skis. Not for you, huh? Not, not for me. I I, <laughs> I had a knee knee surgery back in 94 right before the uh championship and uh when i was in rehab like 90 of the people in rehab were ski related so ah, Okay, I saying,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: We, we would never get on those skis <laughs> but my kids did but it it, it was fun I, I truly enjoyed myself there
1: okay let's see we'll check in with a couple of questions before we let you go let's see what we got here one got one from the Legends Lounge it says, uh, before Tribe Called Quest and the Beastie Boys dropped your name in their songs, did they give you a heads up? How'd, how'd that go?
0: No, they didn't. Okay, <laughs> okay, you know, you made it big when you, when you get your name dropped in the song. So, yeah, I made where, it big you big. remember
1: where you were when you first heard
0: those? I, I don't, I don't. It was up in New York, definitely up in New York. So, I, I don't.
1: <laughs> Let's see if we got another question here. Check in backstage. See what we got, and we got a shout out here. Uh, yeah, John Michael says I got a heart like John starts, just like Q Tip said.
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that, that's got to feel good. It does, it does. You know yeah. what I mean? That, you know what the, the beauty about sports, and you know, I really didn't appreciate that until until I came back to New York and. Right. Uh, have so many people come up to me and and tell me that I affected their lives uh, during my time of playing and my backstory and how I was able to uh, get to the NBA and the struggles and what have you really lift them up out of some tough situations. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they saw that, you know, I came from a a tough situation and was able to make it and it gave them inspirations uh, to, you know, come out of whatever they was going through. And, And that's when it really dawned on me the effect that sports truly have on people. Right. Right. Let's see. Got a question
1: from, I got that cliff cliff says who are your favorite players in today's game? And does anyone remind you of yourself?
0: Well, the guy who I love watching playing is uh Westbrook. Mm. I just love his heart. You know what I mean? I love his determination. I love that. He gives a, he don't cheat the fans. Right. When, he, when, he, when he plays, you know you come to get your money's worth. 100% every time. 100% all, all the time. And it's just amazing the way he go out there and, and just give his all. You know right. what I mean? He's much bigger than me, but <laughs> I had that same mentality. You know what I'm saying? Right. That I'm going to go out there and just lay it on the line night in and night out. Truly enjoy watching him. And I'm truly enjoying uh, my big fella uh, in New York, uh, mm. Julius Randle. The oh way yeah, and this year him and uh, R.J. Barrett, you know, as well as the whole team. But those two particular guys are really stepped their games up, Definitely. and it's great to see because this team is is really doing something very special this year.
1: Yeah, they they look good. Had a really good first half yeah. of the season. Yeah. Let's see, next question from CMC says, "Who was the toughest guy to match up against a point guard in the
0: '90s?" Oh. It's a lot of great point guards back then (laughs) you had kenny anderson you had um you know timmy hardaway hardaway was he was rough
1: (laughs) that crossover
0: crossover bro (laughs) he coming at you 100 miles an hour and like bam bam (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean then you had ai when he got in the (laughs) league you know you had all those guys you know they, they they was tough one of my toughest opponent though and god rest his soul was uh Drogba Petrovic,
1: mm, the next great, yeah,
0: yeah, he he can go. He would go. We lost him too soon, but yeah, that kid he can really play basketball, really shoot it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was strong.
1: Definitely. Let's see I one from Camille. Camille says, "Your favorite NBA moment? Like what still makes you smile? As far as like a NBA moments from your career?"
0: When we beat Indiana in Game Seven to get to the championship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> always makes me smile because I always think about the play that got us there, and it was a defensive play, you know, mm. uh, two plays. One was when I drove to the basket. I'm just coming off my knee knee surgery at that time, mm. and I went up thinking I still got hops, but I <laughs> had like a flat time. Okay. And, <laughs> and I jumped as hard as I could and was like, uh, you're not going to make this. So right. I tried to like – Get it off the backboard. This is Dale Davis coming to block the shot. And the ball bounced off the rim. I'm like, oh, man, game over with. <laughs> Here come my big fella right behind me, following the play. Cleaning Packer up. Came and slammed it in, <laughs> right? And uh, then we had to go back on the other end to stop them. And I can remember the play where we was coming out to huddle, and I say, uh, Oak, Reg- Are mm-hmm. they going to Reggie. And I say, I'm sending them off your side. Because mm-hmm. Oak was the best help man on our team. And I made sure that Reggie went off to the right side and he went off to the right side. And who was there? Oh, Oh, jumped out at him. And he shot air ball. We ended up winning the game.
1: So that, that's the one that sticks. That's the one you, you think about a lot.
0: Always, always.
1: <laughs> I think it for our viewer questions. Got one more question. We ask all our legends uh, before we let you go getting together our season two of our playlist. So, got to know what uh What are you listening to? Either on the way to the course, while you out there, on the way back, what, what's in your headphones? Be old, new. Just give, give us a couple songs. What's, what's John listening to?
0: I'm old school. I'm old school, man. Okay. I'm old school. I'm. I'm Gap Band, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Greenwood, okay. Greenwood, Orchard and Pine. Shout out you Tulsa. I, mean? I, listen to like, I listen to a lot of maze. I listen okay. a lot of maze. Uh, um, uh, man. So many, you know what I mean. I mm. like Patrice uh, Russia. russia mm. listen to
1: R and B, the soulful uh, stuff. I
0: like all the R and B. You know what okay. I'm saying? Uh, you know, I can just go on and on. There's so many great uh, R and B, and like like you say, a lot of these guys sample from the R and B back in the day. You know yeah. what I mean? So you can't get away from the rhythm and blues. Uh, then I listen to a lot of jazz. Okay, and uh, you know, you know what I'm on now. Because I got serious radio in my car. Uh Bob Marley. Okay. <laughs> tough, tough, okay. Tough gone, tough gone Radio. So I'm listening to a lot of Bob Marley. And okay. uh, you know, really getting into uh get really getting into some of that. So uh, you know, I listen to a lot of genre, but I mm-hmm. you know when I want to get real hype, but I, I go I like old school rap, you know, okay. I like the big I like I like Tupac, I like uh 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 tribe called Quest I like mm-hmm. everything that's old school you know uh heavy D mm-hmm. I, I can listen to it all you know public enemy I got hipped on public enemy when where was that? I, I was in Cincinnati uh-huh. and uh, so I was working out with my uh working out my agent had some of his players come in we was working out and uh, a guy by the name of Ricky Wilson who who um uh i take that back not my dude. this one i was in the the world basketball league down in Memphis okay. that's where i was in. and uh ricky wilson who's uh, he was a uh, uh exec over at uh, at uh nike you know mm-hmm. after he got through playing. and uh he hit me to uh public enemy and okay. i really got into public enemy this was like in 89
1: okay so that was, when they when they was really on top
0: Oh, when they really on top. Yeah, you know what I mean. I haven't heard anything like that before. You know what I mean because right. we didn't get that like hardcore rap, right? You know, at the time. And uh, but Enemy he came out and I, so I was bumping that quite a bit.
1: Okay, yeah, we'll uh we'll throw a nice mix on there. We'll get some 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 Chuck D, some some Gap yeah. Band, little Patrice Russian. Uh, yeah. We, yeah, we we got you on the playlist. We, we'll get Chaka some on our Yeah, yeah, we'll get some, yeah. some old school for you. <laughs> all right john starks thank you so much for joining us man
0: yeah thank you thank you and thank the legends for everything y'all do my man
1: definitely appreciate that uh we'll talk to you soon john
0: okay take care
1: you too right and that'll do it for this week's legends live as you know we've got new episodes live every thursday 5 p.m eastern 4 p.m central uh be back to our normal time next week you can catch us on nba alumni's twitter facebook youtube and twitch pages. I'd like to remind you, you can watch replays of any episode at legendsofbasketball.com slash live. You can catch the audio replay to our conversations by searching Legends Live wherever you get your podcast. I'd like to give a thank you to John Starks for joining us. Thank you to Bridget and Julio behind the scenes. Thank you to our viewers for watching, asking questions. And we'll see you next Thursday.